but I remember I, you know, having dreams beforehand that caused my fear to just kind of go. And one of them that I remember still so vividly, I was walking down um, like a hallway with uh, the bars, like it was a jail and it was just bars all on the wall and I'm, I'm walking and as I'm walking, there's like this demon things like, you know, reaching through the, the yeah. um, bars right. trying to get me and, and I'm just so filled with wow. fear at the moment and I just hear God's voice saying, why are you so scared? This is not even your fight. And I was like, you know, and, and even in my dream, I just felt the comfort and the strength of it. And all of a sudden, all of these demons are like underneath me and I'm like stepping on them. And it was just so powerful wow. to me and just his voice. And like, you know, it's not my fight. This is not my fight. And Man. have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check I cannot wait to get this guy on the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J. Dan Gum, and this is my co-host, Jessa. Jessa. Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you that. And brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past. Realize their future. Yay. Thank you once again for uh, joining us today. We could not do this show without you. Right, Jessa? Mm-hmm. If you, if you didn't listen, if you didn't watch, we wouldn't have a show. And so we want to say thank you for uh, spreading the word. Thank you for everything that you're doing to uh, let everybody know about the show. Um, we love, we love all the stories where you write in and tell us how much the show has impacted us. I wish we had time to just somehow, uh, you know, I know we, we do the ticker, but, um, that's just, you know, I wish we had some way to, um, thank you guys and gals who write in to let us know of the impact that, um, but man, when you get out, right. I mean, how many times a week are now are people calling me? Because they're out. A lot. Yeah, you're you're getting out. You guys are getting out. So if you're already out and you're listening to this, thank you for calling us and getting in contact with us. Uh, just a few more emails this week. Emails, text messages from people all across the nation. Somebody in, in uh, what is it, Massachusetts emailed me. Emailed me, yeah. And then uh, I, I posted a couple on social media. And so we're just thankful. So when you, li when you're, when you get out and you're listening, come on, man. Come on. Uh, thank you so much. But you guys that are inside, uh, whether you listen to audio, which hopefully you've been listening on audio uh, in the past, you know, I want to say a week and a half, 10 days, 11 days, Jessa, Pando's been down on the inside. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? I don't know if I even told you. They've been down. 
Just in Texas? No, all over the nation. The whole Pando oh. app, all over the nation. So, uh, one inmate. Thank you, Kylie. We uh, suggested that we try to, you know, make sure we're doing the podcast and encourage y'all to go listen to the podcast, the uh, the audio podcast. And um, we were having problems with it too. So I think we got that one fixed now too. So uh, no matter where you're watching, out here inside uh, YouTube at Forgiven Felon. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast platform. You can also watch on ForgivenFelons.org, but it's just the YouTube link, so you can watch it on YouTube. So, But thanks again, and uh, we are also brought to you by The Way Back. Yeah. So uh, we love The Way Back. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and you're getting out, call them when you get out. The number's on the screen right now. We're also going to put it at the end of the episode. I also mention it here when I start interviewing with Noemi. So uh, what's new in your life, Jessa? Um, Anything? I don't remember if there is. Let's see. Well, we lost another softball. Game. Lost another softball game. We've already so had, nothing changed. Nothing though. changed with that. All right, that's all right. Um, you got a hat on. Yeah, we went. To oh my rare goodness, breed rare breed. You can see mine. You can see mine. God Twain. God he Twain. signed our hats. Yeah, he signed Jesse and Jim's hats, and uh, rare breed did. We also got to see ASAP preach. I'm going to get some, uh, I got some video of the concert, and uh, I'll post it on there as well at some point. And Gemma fell asleep. Gemma fell asleep in the concert because it went past 8.30. <laughs> so, anyways, you can also see uh, we got the blue lights going on for the Rangers. Rangers. Texas Rangers. Come on, Rangers. I got my, my shirt on. Beat those Strohs. Now, man, I, I know there's got to be probably more Astro fans in prison. Uh, than there are Ranger fans. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I'm just saying I used to be in there, and there used to. I think there was a lot more Astro fans than Ranger fans in prison. But uh, but that's okay, man. That's okay. I got a I got a nice little bet, a dinner bet with Reggie McCoy. He's a, he's a Stroh's fan, and so uh, whoever, whichever team wins, has to the other one has to take him out to a five star restaurant. Can't be something cheap. Has to be nice. Like is like nice. salt grass or something? Oh, that's not even. That's like three, three and a half stars. Really? Like, like really good, yeah. So um, anyway, so I'm excited. Reggie McCoy, shouting you out, buddy. Here we go. Um, social media, I've changed all my posts to hashtag Let's Go Rangers Beat the Astros. He even has like his him and the little boy with the Rangers jersey on. Yeah. Uh, so when I was in Little League, I played on the Rangers, uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, on our little league, and so I got my—I'll I'll put it on there so the guys in prison can see it. He and, looks so different. Yeah, and then we also put it on our cover picture for Facebook. We Me. put a picture of you. Uh, I took her to a Ranger game when she at was real little stadium, at the old stadium, and I got on the big screen. Yep, because she was so cute. So anyway. also, he had me in the air. Yeah, I had—I had like I was like holding her up for any camera to to, to see. Um, Anyway, we're cheering our Rangers on. Uh, me and one of my forgiven felons, uh, the former resident, are going to go to game home game two, so game four. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully by game four, we're already three uh, three up on them, three nothing, and we just sweep the Astros like we did the other two teams. That'll be good, huh? <laughs> All right, let's see what else. Um, so Pando is back, uh, from what I hear in the email that you guys are back <coughs> i'm sorry that y'all went a little bit without it hopefully now now you get to binge watch you get to binge watch a couple worthy people um two of my episodes with uh cody ford episodes one and two i don't think y'all got to see 
the storms episode. The storm, little short background check in for with storms is good viral. one. It's a good one. Make sure you go back and watch it, and then tell your family out here uh, to to watch us on YouTube. Okay, they can listen to the audio podcast if they want, but t- tell them to watch us on YouTube. Uh, hit that subscribe button like you guys do in prison. Thank you all for subscribing. But uh, most importantly, man, when you give your heart to the, to the Lord, uh, because of one of our videos, one of our guests, we want to know about it. We want we write us, write us, and let us know. And when you do write us and um, let us know about a guest that impacted your life, um, listen. Not all of them want to be contacted. One of them, some of them just want to share their story and let it impact people. Uh, some of them do want to be contacted. We'll we'll make sure that you know y'all have a way of, of doing that if uh, if so. Yeah. And uh, none of the girls that come on the show are available. None of the ladies, not one man's treasure, not the doctors, not anybody that comes on this show is available. So don't write in asking for their number and for them to e-message you and all that. Uh, so anyway, uh, what else? G5, again, welcome G5. G5 oh, all over the, the nation. Patriot Paws? Yeah, Patriot, pa- Patriot Paws. Uh, I don't know. I can't like re-air it. But uh, I'm going to find a way to at least put some pictures up there of the Patriot Paws graduation. So uh, hopefully y'all will be able to see that. And um, anyway, anything new? Anything else new? I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. Um, I think I think uh, if you, you don't know yet, uh, but I will be doing a devotion on it. Uh, I, I, may be, I may be taking a break from coming inside for a little bit. And, uh, and because of some decisions I made. And some judgment calls, and, and they were the wrong ones. And uh, when the official um, sentence gets handed down, I'll share with you guys. But we'll still, evidently, we'll still be able to do videos and, and put out content. But um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be all right, though. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to bounce back, and uh, everything's going to be good. We all make mistakes. So, you ready for this interview? You don't even know this lady. Her name is Noemi, mm-hmm. and she goes to our church, Social. Mm-hmm. And she did some time in prison, and she got an 18 year sentence. Oh. Wow! Yeah, and um, and so, yeah, she's got an amazing story. You're gonna laugh and cry. She cries a lot, uh, but it's it's just they're beautiful tears because it's a beautiful story. And so, um, so yeah, it's gonna be good. You ready to do this? Mm-hmm. Do, is there anything else we need to talk about? I don't know. I feel like this one went really quick. Yeah, it's a short announcement. Uh, let's see, uh, Frank Torres, thank you for the drawing. And oh, we, we, yeah. yeah, Frank Torres, thank you so much, man, for the drawing. And uh, Jessa loved the drawing. And uh, of course, the other ladies of the house, Gemma and Jessamy, appreciated their name being on there too. And we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. Um, and I like how you put the little background check on the mm-hmm. on the hand, it looks like maybe a tattoo. So, uh, thank you, thank you, everyone, again, who writes in and let, lets us know how you're doing. Again, if you're writing in for an application, Securus is way behind. I've already called down to Huntsville, and they're like, well, give me the names of people who are waiting for their, their application to be printed out. And I'm like, there's too many of them. There's too like many. Like everybody so, that's Yeah, I've, it. I've only gotten one application back that was printed out. So, y'all, be patient. There's nothing we can do. Uh, we've sent literally hundreds of applications in uh, to Securus since September 6th. And so if you haven't got it... Um, on your tablet yet i'm so sorry i don't know what to do and there's nothing we can do so right things mm-hmm. we can control things we can't control right so y'all be patient y'all be patient uh apps will get to you and remember if you're writing in and need an app right on their need application that way we can expedite it so um because we're way behind on reading letters even with gabby and 
and Maria helping us. We're way behind on reading letters. So if you don't put application on the front and then you tell us, tell us your whole story and wait till the very end to tell us you need an application, uh, you're not going to get one uh, for a long time. Uh, or at least put it in the beginning of it and then don't tell your whole story because, because it's going to have to do Because what we do is we put the ones that need application, we put them in a separate stack, and the ones that don't say application, we put them in over here, and we get to them in order of how they came in. So if you put need application, you're going to be on the front of the stack, all right? So um, uh, don't go back and listen to the storms and Cody Ford from Worthy People 1 and 2, part 1 and 2. Make sure you listen to those. A lot of you don't know Cody's full story uh, because he's usually interviewing like me. So uh, go listen to it. Some really good stuff, part 1 and part 2. And um, and share the word, share it, spread it. And then the storms is a good one. And I'll have another background check-in this week sometime. But uh, thank you, Jessa, for co-hosting with me again this week. Mm-hmm. Thank you for going to the concert and hanging all night long with me and well, not falling asleep. Sort of. <laughs> um, thank y'all, guys. I know a lot of y'all write in and say, hey, do you do anything else? I have a small business, uh, a handyman business. We have a Christmas light company. Christmas light. And we're about to start that up, and we're about to get busy. Uh, the Houston mm-hmm. trip was really fun. It was good. Uh, we got some good stories. Can't wait to share them. And I think Exodus is going to be on the next interview. And we're going to be playing some of his music as well on the show. So, yeah, I think that's it. Go Rangers, beat the Astros. And here is my interview with Noemi Martinez. Oh, and don't forget to let your background... Hold you back. Don't let your background hold you back. Make it it pay pay you back. back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, J.D.N. Gum, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Also brought to you by The Way Back. We're going to put their graphic up later on in the show. Their reentry services in Dallas. If you're coming to the Dallas Forward area, give them a call and they can help you with everything. With everything. We partner with them. All of our guys go to them. And so um, you won't regret it if you're getting out, coming to the Dallas area. Today on the show, I have the amazing, and I, and I always say your name wrong, but uh, it, it, it sounds like Naomi, but it's spelled like Noemi. And but it's actually pronounced Noemi. Okay, well I was close. Then I was close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to Background Check Thank Podcast. You, so much. you ready to do this background check? I believe so. <laughs> we'll see. You know, it's funny because you know once you get a felony on your record, it's like your whole life is about the background check mm-hmm. now. It you know, and it's like, uh, I mean, if I want to work in the nursery, they're going to do a background check. Right. You know, so even church functions. Uh, if, if I go into a, a school, an elementary school or high school to preach or not to preach, but to, to share my story, mm-hmm. uh, they, they want to do a background check. Yeah. So it's like our whole life now revolves around the background check. And uh, so when we started this back in 2020, I just said, you know, let's take let's take what is normally used as a negative, that background check mm-hmm. and, uh, and and use it as something positive. Bring people on. Let's acknowledge what we've been through. Right. And it's always not about the criminal background check. You know, we've had people on here that have uh, gone through physical, sexual abuse as a child. They rose above that. That's in their background. They rose above that. 
we've had people on here also that have just uh, from addiction, and um, and then we've also had people on here that are judges, lawyers, CEOs of of second chance hiring programs that help people with backgrounds navigate life. So, um, so that's one of the mottos is we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And we think as Christians, we believe that one of the ways we can get our background, what, what, what we did or our past can pay us back is by, uh, revelations. Uh, I think it's twelve eleven says we overcome by the blood of the lamb Man, and the word of our testimony. And so, so that's what this is all about is just sharing, sharing what God has done in our, in our lives. And uh, and letting people know, sure, we made some we made some stuff in the past, you know, some mistakes, but we're not going to let that stop us. We're going to put it to good use in the future, mm-hmm. and maybe help change someone's life. Mm-hmm. So glad you're here. Are Thank you glad you. you're here? I am glad I'm here. I was a little bit nervous, but um, I'm very glad. Um, mostly because it's not. I mean, it's my story, but um, I get to talk about God's faithfulness. So. Amen. Amen. Now I met you about a year ago. Yes. I want to say we go, we both go to the same church, social right. Dallas, Right. shout out social <laughs> Dallas is also on the Pando app in prison. Yes. So all the guys and gals get to watch our home church. Mm-hmm. It's a great home church. It's a isn't great it? church. Yes. Um, what, what, how did you find social and what drew um, you to social? I actually had been following, uh, pastor Robert. Um, I know he would go from church to church speaking, and I had been following him on uh, YouTube. Okay. And I remember he was doing, I think, I don't remember where the service was, but I heard him talking about starting a church here in Dallas. And I was like, I told my husband at the time, I was like, we have to go. So we had been looking for a church home for a while. And the first time we walked in, actually, we it was at the Sci-Fi, I believe. Yeah, the Hi-Fi. Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi is a type of movie. <laughs> yes. Okay, so to that. Um, Hi-Fi, yeah. Uh, Hi-Fi, yes. And we walked in, um, and I just knew that was my home. And my husband agreed, my children agreed, and we just loved it. And How many children do you have? Four. Four. What are their ages? Oh, they're grown. They're all grown? <laughs> they're grown. I remember I told you we started very early. Yeah. So, yes, my son is, I have a 24, a okay. 22. Well, I had, we had to clarify this because I'm sure yes. some people will see you and go, she's not old enough to have four grown kids. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew mm-hmm. that, that, you know. All right. Well, um, uh, well, we could just talk about this really quick before okay. we get into your story. Yes. Uh, you did, your husband did pass away. Yes. And uh, that was, I guess, shortly after y'all started going to social? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. In uh, 2021. Uh, okay. We're so sorry. Um, but he liked social, huh? He did. He did? He, he really did. Um, I mean, we were all, it, it, we live in... Um, Mansfield, so it was it was okay. a drive, but yeah. we did not care. We yeah. our homes. So. Yeah. yeah, and what did um, do you remember the first sermon or like when y'all actually found Pastor um, Robert where he was preaching? I don't remember the exact sermon on um, when I was watching him on YouTube, but it was the very last service at the High Five. The very last time they were meeting there was the. Um, them, that message and I, and I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay, well so that. but it was already after they actually planted the church. Yes. Yeah, because they were only there. They were they weren't there very long after they they planted in 2021 Easter, and I think they had to move to uh, they moved to uh, Gillies, Gillies pretty quick. Mm-hmm. 
because they were they were already out outgrowing the high five, mm-hmm. yes, which is a good were, problem to have. We barely got to get in. Uh, I know there was a bunch of chairs out in the back. Um, barely made it, but I'm I'm glad we did. So, because we both go to social, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I want to just I want to keep talking about it. I'm actually wearing <laughs> yeah. I'm actually wearing the social. Our Connect social connect groups uh, <laughs> shirt. Me and me and Jessamy are uh, social connect leaders. Oh, so we're great. connect group leaders. Uh, okay. we, we have a, a family group out here in Waxhatchee. So anybody, whether they're single or they have family or kids or no kids or married, whatever, just anybody can come to uh, to our connect group. That's awesome. And um, where, where where do you live now? And still in uh, Mansfield. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's not not too far. No. If you want to come to ours, come on. I think come, I will. I actually tried to. <laughs> there you go. I, yeah, I need to. For sure. All right, and because uh, community, community means a lot, mm-hmm. and um, you know both of, I mean obviously you're on the show, uh, and we'll get into your story, but you did time in prison, yes, and, uh, and and you know, community in prison was important, um, the, even the gangs, even the even the secular people, the non-safe people, knew how important community was, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes in the Christian community we can um, allow Satan or this world or whatever to mm-hmm. get us isolated mm-hmm. and alone and forget that we need to remain in community, forget yeah. that we need to be together through the good times and the bad times mm-hmm. because we need each other, especially during the, the whether we're on the mountaintop or whether we're in the yes. valley, we need we need each other. Yes. Um, so uh, what, what, what was it? Okay, obviously Robert's a great preacher. He is. Uh, but what was it that, you know, when y'all said, okay, this is it, you know, what, what was it about? His, his, um, his passion. Um, he's, he's hilarious. His passion. I, I just think just being so led by the spirit. I think that's what matters most. It's, I mean, even the worship was just, um, just, just invites the presence of God. Um, and it was just, it wasn't like a show, it, it, even though it's he's very entertaining. <laughs> it wasn't like a show. It was he was really just speaking, um, just like annoy the anointing yeah. that, he's had, that he has. So, yeah, yeah. He, he does have a special mm-hmm. gift. We've known mm-hmm. him for a long time. Uh, my mom taught him in sixth grade. Oh, wow. And I got to go on a sixth grade mission trip to Juarez, uh-huh. Mexico with oh, our wow. sixth grade class. And even then, you know, he just had this anointing to be on stage and do human videos and, and, and do, you know, acting and stuff, um, even back then as a sixth grader. Really? And so to know that he's just carried that into his yes. adult life and yes. he's able to, to convey the, the gospel to where even the person that maybe just came off the street with no education can grab something from the gospel, mm-hmm. but also somebody who's been to seminary and theological school uh, can also grab something from the sermon as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and even today, I know this won't air on the day that we're recording it, but today's message oh, wow. was was incredible. It really was. And it's, I mean, it's great for people like us too who've been to prison, <laughs> you know, because his main point was uh, uh, you don't get to choose who but God will use because uh-huh. he will use whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. And I love that because, you know, there's a lot of people like us who've been to prison who society, you know, says you you can't you can't do certain things anymore. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes the church says, "Well, you can't work here, you can't work in the nursery, you yes, can't be on staff, I, you can't do yes. that." So it's uh, so you know, but to hear a story like that and to see um, to see him present it in that kind of way mm-hmm. with a story that is not very preached about right. was uh, was incredible. So. Well, what do you do now? I mean, you got four grown kids. What do I you do, do for a living? What, what do we do for hobbies? You know, I think that's something um, 
that's a great point to go when you said you know the church even they do background checks everybody's doing background checks but of what i've come to find out that if god has something for you it doesn't matter absolutely it doesn't matter so i i don't worry. I've been disappointed a couple of times, I think, because I've wanted a certain position and because of my background, it wasn't given to me, um, even from Christian organizations. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was a little disappointing, I think, a little like, well, I think maybe out of everybody, you guys should understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work that way, but maybe it was not meant for me. Right. Because the, the doors that God has opened for me, nobody could keep me out That's of. right. And That's so right. Um, I actually do paralegal work right now. Um, I'm working from home, which is a blessing. Amen. And um, short story, I used to tell my husband all the time, like, um, you know, you'd call me while I was at work, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, working, because you won't make me a housewife. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> when do I get to stay oh, home? Man, so, uh, and that would be the the, the, the joke all yeah, the time. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, God kind of made me a housewife now. <laughs> I get to work from home. I get to enjoy my family. I'm doing something that I love to do. Um, it does get stressful, but, but I love what I do. And... Um, this was something that I had thought about going into, like going to school and finishing. Right. I never got to finish um, college. So it was uh, something that I had thought about doing. And God put me there without me having the skills, without me going to school and spending the money. Like he just opened up those doors. Wow. And, you know, both of those companies, uh, the, the first one where I got my experience, you know, I, I didn't really want to go at first. <laughs> but I knew that God was calling me to be there. And, um, you know, I was afraid once they have offered me the, the position to tell them because I didn't think I was going to get it. I didn't think yeah. they were going to hire me. And I was scared to tell them mm. that I had a felony. But I was like, I have to be honest. And I called them. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just now telling you, honestly, I didn't think I would get picked for this position. Mm. And um, so this is it. And I told him everything. He's like, um, okay, let me uh, talk to other people. I'll get back with you the next day. He called me. He's like, we'd still love to have you. Wow. That yes. is so awesome. <laughs> yes. So. You know, you know, you talk about that fear. Mm -hmm. I just made a Facebook post a couple of days ago. Because I walked into a restaurant, and I and the guy doesn't want anybody to know, so I'm not saying his name, uh -huh. the red name, the restaurant, none of that. But I walk into a restaurant, and uh, he goes, "Are you a?" And I don't eat there very often, but I have eaten there a few times. And but he remembered me from times before. He goes, "Do you have a rewards card yet?" And uh, and I said, "No." He goes, "I remember you." He goes, "I follow you on social media now." Because I always wear my keep calm. I'm a forgiven felon or <laughs> yeah. my, my ministry shirts. And and somebody from social one day was in line behind me and they recognized me and they said, oh, you're we follow you on Instagram. You go to social Dallas. And I'm, so so he remembered all that and then went and followed me. And then this week when I went in there to eat, uh, he said, I follow you on social media. And by the way, and then he leans in. He goes, I'm one, too. Oh, <laughs> really? And I was like. <laughs> Why are we whispering? <laughs> why are we whispering? <laughs> and then he and he could tell that I was like wondering why we're whispering about it, because I mean I wear the shirts and yeah. say I'm a felon. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But he said he said um, he said they don't know because it's been like ten years, so he didn't have to put it on the mm -hmm. application. Because uh, if they say seven years, then if it's been ten years, you don't have to disclose it. But he said I didn't. You know they don't know about it. But if they if they did find out about it, they would probably let me go. 
and, and you could see you could see the fear in his eyes. Right. That that and he, and he didn't. I didn't ask what he did. He didn't tell me what he did, but he knew in his heart. He felt in his heart, and he was fearful about it. That if if they did know, even if it's been ten years, way past the seven years, mm-hmm. that he feels like they would not have hired him to begin with, or if they find out, they would let him go. Yeah. And 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 I, I made a post about us people like you know if you don't have a criminal background you won't understand this this fear and no matter how on fire for god we can get no matter how confident or godfident that we are and who we are in christ and and what he's done in us and what he can do through us there's still that 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 one little word that, that fear that sometimes just keeps us from i don't know pursuing something yeah. or thinking a certain way and it's I don't know I, I don't know I mean I know God can do anything He can He can make that yeah. He can make that go away I don't know if He allows us just to live with it just to <laughs> remind us that we need Him as yeah. a Savior but I don't know but but man I mean there's things that I can't do still mm-hmm. I, I, my mom put me down on her will as the executor of her will and the lawyer said you can't have your son be the executor of your will because he's a felon mm-hmm. I mean even on my mom's dying. Her deathbed, her dying wish, I, I, I can't fulfill it because of my past, uh, you know. And so, uh, well, I didn't know you were a paralegal. That's cool. Yes. Why, why did you Why did you feel like you wanted well, to go to that? Well, I, I actually wanted to do uh, criminal law, um, but the door was open for immigration work. Um, and I got into it. I started learning it, and I, I love it. I, I really So do. that's the area you work in is yes. immigration, uh-huh. immigration law? Immigration law. All right. And how long you been doing? You've worked with your two different um, companies I've now. I've worked for three different three different companies. companies? Okay. And yeah, like the the second one, it was the whole same background stuff. Yeah. I just put my information, uh, you know, and that's just now how I take it. Like, if God, you want me to have this, I know there's nothing that can stop yeah. you from doing it. And I'm just putting myself out there. If you open the door, it's going to be open, and that's that. That's good. And uh, he's been doing that. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I heard when I first got out of prison, I heard a pastor say. <laughs> The greatest need for humankind is to be fully known and fully loved. And so I tell the guys when they get out of prison, I tell everybody, I'm like, look, even if they don't ask, just offer the information Mm -hmm. up front. Because if you tell them up front and they accept you, man, that just makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Because you were, and and if they don't ask about it and you don't tell them, then you're not being dishonest. Yeah. But if they don't ask about it and you offer it, it actually makes you look a little better mm-hmm. because you're offering something that they, they didn't ask and you're right. giving them an opportunity. Even if it blows that opportunity for you, yeah. you're giving them an opportunity up front to make a decision. And then going forward, if they decide they still want you to apply, they still want to hire you, mm-hmm. then you can go forward in confidence knowing mm-hmm. that they already know that, that, that they're fully knowing you mm-hmm. and they're loving you enough to bring you on and hire you. Yeah. So what's man. Uh, okay. So immigration law, Yes. How exciting is that? Does it get kind of crazy sometimes? Oh, it gets kind of sad sometimes. Sad. Okay, because because you're <laughs> well, dealing with who? You're dealing I'm tra- with with all kinds of, of things. Like the asylum seekers. Asylum. Okay. Yes, I think to me that is one of the you know the saddest. Like just hearing the different stories um, and just what people will go through to get here. Yeah. What they will put themselves through um, and their stories and like they're leaving their country and why. Um, sometimes I like have to take a pause yeah. and um, now let me call you right back because I got to get myself together <laughs> because it, it just it breaks my heart. The stories yeah. do break my heart sometimes. Mm. Um, 
So it just, it, it means a lot to me. Um, I, it does get hard. Yeah. It does get overwhelming, but I do love what I do. So are there times where you get to give good answers and times where you yes. have to give bad news? Yes. <laughs> both. Both. Um, I did a lot of court type of cases. And so when we did good, uh, get a good answer, that all the work that you put in was so worth it. You so, know? so you prepare for like a hearing mm-hmm. and then you get the answer from the judge, yes. whether it's yes or no. Uh, or well, um, yeah, yes. Also from like ICE or okay. Homeland Security or gotcha. whatever it is that we're doing for that case. Okay. All right. Works, yeah. So, how long, when did you start? How long ago did you start paralegal work? Um, it started actually in 2020. So I haven't been doing it that long. So right when COVID? Right when COVID okay. happened. It was actually March of 2020 when um, I started doing this type of work. How much did COVID affect immigration? Not much. Mm-hmm. I think everything kept going pretty much the same from what I yeah. saw, but it, because it's not just about asylum, because I know that a lot of that stopped, but it was yeah. cases that were already going on the, the, yeah. people here yeah. in the States already. Gotcha. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And you got, uh, how many kids you got? Four. Four, and they're all grown, so yes. you're an empty nester. Uh, not necessarily, because they, they're they come all back. home. They're all home? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, after my husband <sighs> passed away, um, the kiddos, made, the ones that were gone, yeah. Made it back home. So they're all four at home still? Yes. Or, or my, again? Again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my youngest um, is a senior this year. So okay. after that. Mansfield? Mansfield. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Where's he going to go to Is he going to move away to college or stay uh, it's, home? Uh, it's my daughter. She's been throwing all kinds of ideas, uh, so I'm not sure what she's going to decide to do <laughs> at the end of the day. Right now, she wants to go to uh, Illinois. I'm not sure what's there. Okay. <laughs> but that's what she's been talking about. All right. Well, cool. Cool. All right. So life is pretty good. I mean, you've had some, uh, you know, some some valleys and grief moments here the last uh, couple years. Yes. Um, but for the most part, you got a you got a good job. <laughs> You're part of a good church. Mm-hmm. You're in good community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hadn't always been like this. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, obviously, you did some time. So uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Where mm-hmm. what you know? Where were you working? What you know? I, I mean, my crimes was DWI. So I there was no thought put into my crimes. I would get drunk and then I wasn't thinking. I was drunk and I would drive and that was the crimes I committed. Mm-hmm. Um, yours was more of a embezzlement, theft. embezzlement, mm-hmm. theft. So mm-hmm. so you know, was there some premeditation behind it? Was there a why? Was there what was going on in your life that yes. made you? You decide to, to do stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so how I mentioned, you know, my husband and I met when we were just in junior junior high, yeah. um, 14 years old. We don't know anything about anything. <laughs> both coming out of single parent homes, both dads out of the picture. Um, you know, just trying to uh, make a life um, for our family. Uh, we got a lot of things wrong, so many things wrong. Um, but one of them was, you know, the, the finances and even that with grown adults, mature adults. Oh yeah. Please. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, we, it's, it's my wife thing. and I have been married 15 years and we still fight about finances. Um, but you know, it was just a very intense thing that just came to, um, that's how it started. It was just the fear of 
continuing to fight over the same thing and what started off to cover a car payment so that I didn't have to fight over it, it just snowballed into something that I couldn't control afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, at the time I was not a Christian, but I can look back now and think about how in anything, you know, um, how sin works and how after you cross the line the first time, however minor it is, it can be it can be something very small, but just, you know, you can just makes it bigger and bigger and bigger. yeah. Yeah. Until you you are justifying what you're doing somehow or another, talking yourself into like to not feel the the regret or the right. remorse or whatever keeps you doing what you're doing, knowing that it's wrong, you will say to yourself whatever you have to tell yourself. Yeah. Well, to I'm, keep I'm able going. to pay my bills for my family, <laughs> and it makes it makes me a better mom because I'm able to pay it's, the bills. It's, it's ridiculous looking it's, back. Uh, you know how, and then that's how it it just worked until you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was like almost even though it was very scary. And it was heartbreaking. Um, it was a relief. It was it was freedom from yeah. that cycle. Rescued, mm-hmm. not not arrested, it, it, rescued. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. Because it was like, oh God, I don't have to keep lying. I don't have to yeah. keep this. I don't have to keep going. And it was uh, it was just very scary. Like I said, I disappointed a lot of people yeah. that trusted me. Well, let's let's pause on yes. that. We'll pick that back mm-hmm. up. Uh, let's talk about you and and your husband. Yes. Um, so junior high. Yes. You both. You mentioned that you both uh, were raised by a single mom. Yes. So, how did how did why were you raised by a single mom? Me, my dad um, just chose to be there when he chose to be there. Um, up until I was fifteen, he was in and out of our life uh, whenever he wanted to. Okay, so he's just not there for not you. Not there. No, okay. my mom stayed steady, which I. That's a that's a whole another message that God is yeah, teaching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it just um, she just stayed. And um, sometimes that's what it's, what it's all about is just staying. Yeah. Be the one that stays. <laughs> well, I'm saying with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying putting up with all of it. Um, until um, actually the the bad part is like she didn't choose for him to leave. It was kind of me that caused it because yeah. that last time you know he would um. That last year, he was back maybe a year or so. I don't even think that long. But he would be gone all night, and he would be showing up in the morning, uh, probably hungover, um, yeah. pulling up while we were getting ready to go to school. Mm. And just watching my mom and what she went through with him, it was it was hard. And I, ha- I had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I so had you enough. So confront- you confronted him? I, I did. Okay. I packed his bags, all of his clothes, put them in trash bags, and I was like, you got to go. And Wait, you packed, you I, packed his stuff up? I packed up all his stuff. And I was wow. like, you can't come in this house. You got to go. And I know my mom was probably angry. Were with you scared? Me. Were you scared to do that? Um, you know, I think after um, fear keeps you bound for a long time until you get sick of it, mm. until you're tired. Mm. And wow. once you're tired, you know you had enough. Yes. And nothing. You just know you you got to do wow. what you got to do. And if it hurts, if and you kind of and you kind of stepped up because you know your mom just stayed and tolerated it. Yes. And so you kind of just stepped up and said, I'm not going to, I don't have yeah. to tolerate this. <laughs> and so yes. you said. Yeah. So, and it was that his pride was like, you know, basically I'm not going to let my child treat me yeah. like this. Yeah. I'm gone. And he was gone and never came back. 
Mm. And my mom went through it for a while, you know, and I felt horrible because I was like, you know, it's my fault. Mm. But um, he, he needed to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, obviously mm-hmm. you got tired of it and mm-hmm. told him to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a kid growing up, what, what, what was it's, it like you know, having a dad that did that? Jesus. And this is, uh, you know, one of those times I'm going to need that whole box of Kleenex. <laughs> because up until now, I don't think you know um, really what you're missing until you see it yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And, um, you know, just seeing my friends. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> just you seeing good. my friends and uh, their dads and just the love and the support and the all of it yeah um up until to see it on now, di- to see it on display in their life but not in yours yes and yeah. then you're like what yeah then, then you you see exactly how it affects you how um what you're lacking you know, and up until now, I'm 42 years old, and if I watch anything that has to do with a dad and a daughter, it will break me mm, until yeah. this day because I'm just like, ah, I want that. I, I still want. Okay, yeah. it's too late, <laughs> but I still want that. I still like the little girl in me. Still needs that 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 father that support that just strength of a man that's just there you know and so um let me get myself together (laughs) you know i can do this yes you can you're doing really good you're doing amazing but um um, yeah (laughs) so then you so then you are together with him with my husband yeah your husband in junior high and he he has all the same Issues that his because his dad's not there. He's not there. He doesn't know what that role looks like. Yeah. He doesn't know how to be a husband. He doesn't know how to be a dad. He doesn't. So know he gets anything. so so he gets together with you, mm-hmm. who didn't have a good role model for a yes. dad. He didn't have a good role model for a right. dad. And then y'all get together, and now he has no clue on how to be what he needs to be to you. Yes. And uh, and so so when did y'all actually get married? Married? But we got married when we were seventeen years old. Okay, and were y'all still in high school at that point? We or? were. All right. That's when parents go have mom moms yeah. have to show up gotcha. and give their consent to marry us. Uh, yes, so you know the chaos continues um, with us. All right. At a certain point. Yeah, and so you guys get married mm-hmm. and you start having kids. Mm-hmm. And what's family? What's family life like in in your household? Tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at what age was everybody? At what age were the kids <laughs> when you started embezzling? Oh, they were little. They were little. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't they really know what was going no, on. They had no idea. And in your eyes, you you know you you were just trying to help y'all mm-hmm. help you make it. You know, I was trying mostly to avoid fights. Um, I was trying to. Because y'all would fight about because you would fight about finances. We would fight about everything. <laughs> but uh, you know, finances was just something that was just, uh, and I think you know it was a big deal to him. I think just now I'm learning a lot of things, looking back, and understanding certain of his actions and how he dealt with certain things. You know, um, money, you know, the the. the he wanted to feel secure right. in that, but he just didn't know how to manage how yeah. he felt his fear right. of that. 
Um, but it, yeah, it didn't make me feel good <laughs> the way that yeah. he he his response to it. So me just trying to avoid that whole thing. So so you couldn't really change a whole lot, but right. if you could if you could make some money on the side, yeah. you could at least take one reason right. off the to fight off the table. Right. So but then you know it that's that's what it it was. Um that's how it started. Yeah. But then I noticed it turned into a soothing thing for me. It turned into um things, material things yeah. making me feel better about what was not good. Did, did he have any idea what was going on? No, he didn't. So so he <laughs> just thinks you're bringing in money from work? Exactly. And where were you working at that time? Um, well, I was working at a company. I'm not going to say names. You don't have to say names. <laughs> yeah. Like, what were you doing? Um, what type I was of work? a clerical bookkeeping okay. type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And how long did it go on before uh, the roof fell in? I'm not even sure. It was probably... Maybe oh, I mean over a year. It okay. was a while. So you got comfortable. Yeah. So you got comfortable doing it, and you, mm-hmm. you know, and I had my I had my time in my past where me and a guy we were waiting tables, and we we found a way to mm-hmm. cheat the system, and we, and but we knew we could only do what we wanted to do one time a shift, uh-huh. and they would never notice it. Well, after four, five, six months of making <clears throat> great extra money on the side from doing that thing one time. We both got a little greedy. And yeah. then we worked a double shift one day and we did it one time per shift that, that day. We're like, oh, if we do it two times a day, yeah. then it's just so then we would work double shifts all weekend. And then we're still doing it just one time a shift. So it doesn't get noticed. But then we're working we're we're asking to work more shifts and then we do it two times a shift. Oh. And then three times and four times. And you know, now the, the the actual computer system is is starting to red flag our activities, mm-hmm. and then it starts to draw you know. But we got comfortable, we, we and we and we started like not even thinking. Almost, I mean, we knew what we were doing was wrong, but it was just like you know, I don't know if we were okay with it, or I don't know what it was, but it's just like we couldn't stop. Yeah, and it's it's greed is a great yeah. word that it happens. You know, you stop thinking about. Uh, how it's affecting everybody else, and, yeah. and it's just about you. Yeah, and you stop thinking about the consequences, what could happen. You just stop, and you don't care anymore. It's it's such a dark. But you place. were you were using your money. I I didn't have a family at that time. I wasn't taking care of anybody. You were using the the mm-hmm. the, the rewards of that, the benefits mm-hmm. of that to to provide for your family mm-hmm. and to buy nice things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's uh, when you get to prison and you don't have things. <laughs> yeah. How did how did they? Can you talk about how I, they caught you? I really you? don't know. You don't know how they caught I you. I have no idea. How did they? I never. How did you find out, out you got caught? Well, when, when I they, walked in. When you walked into work. <laughs> when I walked into work. Was police waiting there, or the the, the um, management waiting for you, saying, "Hey, we know what you've done," or what? Yes, okay. uh, the owner, and uh, yeah, he told me not long after that. Uh, Constable or whoever it was um, showed up. Showed up. Okay, and then uh, you went to trial. Yes. And they gave you how long? Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Well, it was a twenty. It was uh, you know uh, two to whatever twenty. I don't yeah. even remember. Two, yeah, typically two. To yeah, 20. 
But and they gave you almost the whole 18. thing. Yeah, eighteen. What? What did you? Oh, oh Lord! At the you, moment, <laughs> were you crying? Were you crying? No, I was in shock. I you was. Shock? I really, I didn't know. Um, but by this time, I knew Jesus. Okay. You know? All right. So let, let's yes. talk about that. Yes. When? When did you? When did you come to know I'm in the middle when I was falling apart, and okay. I didn't have anyone to comfort me, anyone to say. Hey. So, because you you told me before that you grew up Catholic. Yes. So there was religious, but right. no relationship. Right. Uh, and then now you're in the middle of this. Your yes. husband, what's your husband thinking? Uh, what's he doing? Was he mad I mean, at you? Uh, yes, definitely. Okay. He was very upset with me with all the right, you know, but so we weren't really, he wasn't going to be the one telling me, hey, it's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah, hey, yeah. You know, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you thinking? So it was, you know, I, like I was by myself dealing with um, all of it. So um, and that caused you to cry out I, to. Well, to be honest, I went to. I was at another bank and there was a lady there. Um, I, the teller couldn't help me, so she was right. like, "You have to wait on the president or something." Okay. And so she, I met with her, and while we are talking, she asks me if I go to church, and I'm like, oh, "I don't." She's like, "Well, um, there's this church. She gave me the name. We'd love for you to come." Um, this weekend, if you can, like, um, okay. <laughs> At this moment, and I'm like, okay, you know. And so I start thinking, I start getting excited about it. You really? Know, like, okay. Yeah, I was like, I need something, yeah. you know. And so I had never stepped in another church that was not a Catholic church. Okay. And so they had just started this little church, and the pastor was having church out of a little building out of the back of his house. Okay. And so my husband and I kept driving up and down this, and we couldn't find it. And <laughs> I, I I, cried because yeah. he was, you know, he, he was like, you know, if we don't find it, we're like, we're leaving. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I was so frustrated at the moment, just thinking like, God, I can't even like, I'm trying to find you and I can't even find you. <laughs> Show <laughs> I, yourself. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We're going to turn around one more time because he saw how upset I yeah, was. Yeah. And uh, we found it. And just for the first time, you know, hearing about this love, mm. I was just in awe. Yeah. And I needed to know more. Yeah. And I, I just dove 100% in like I couldn't get enough. I needed I needed the word. I, I needed all of it. Whatever he had, whatever it looked like, I just wanted all of it. Mm. And I, I, you know, we kept going to that church, and and my husband, you know, the same way. He hadn't heard much of it, but you know, he kept going. And I remember one time he over <laughs> he overheard the pastor speaking in tongues, and he freaked. Out. <laughs> he it, was it, like, it is pretty freaky when you first hear it for the he first was like, time. I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. He's like, he went home. I was like, I, I don't know if we're gonna go back. I, I'm not sure. And I, I went to the Word and I started searching. I started looking. I had to show him something, you know. So oh yeah, because like, you, you wanted to show him that it, hey, this, this, hey, this, is, is, this is okay. This is real. This is what it's supposed <laughs> to sound like. It looked like okay. So he was like, oh, okay. And so you know, I think when I was just open, I was I. You know, when they talked about being baptized to the Holy Spirit, my husband was like, you know, like, you know, don't look at me. And I was like, here I am here. Like, whatever God had for me, I, I wanted I yeah. wanted everything. Like, don't hold back. Mm, so <laughs> don't good. hold back. And um, I think just that my openness um, to him, that he's really revealed himself to me. Yeah. Um, because I was just hungry for all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. So um 
Okay, so this happened before you went to trial. Yes, uh, so correct? by then, yeah, so I had just been praying. Of course, I didn't nobody wants to go to prison. <laughs> I still haven't met anybody that said, yes, I want to go. I have not met anybody yet. Yeah, so. so I, you know, I was like, okay, God, you got to get me out of this. Like, you know, I don't want to go. <laughs> Did but, you did you find yourself praying those if you do this for me uh, then I'll oh, I'm sure <laughs> but you, I you did already everything. Went, but you already went all in so there's yeah. like you you can't give them any more than you already I, have so I am sure that I said everything but I remember I you know having dreams beforehand that caused my fear to just kind of go and one of them that I remember still so vividly I was walking down um like a hallway with uh, the bars, like it was a jail, and it was just bars all on the wall. And I'm, I'm walking, and as I'm walking, there's like this demon things, like you know, reaching through the, the yeah. um, bars to right. trying to get me. And, and I'm just so filled with wow. fear at the moment, and I just hear God's voice saying, "Why are you so scared? This is not even your fight." And I was like, you know, and, and even in my dream, I just felt the comfort and the strength of it. And all of a sudden, all of these demons are like underneath me and I'm like stepping on them. And it was just so powerful wow. to me and just his voice. And like, you know, it's not my fight. This is, this is not my fight. And it, and it brought such peace and comfort to me that I walked in that, of course, I didn't want to stay there. But there was peace even in signing, you know, signing for my 18 for time, years. Yeah. Um, I went into that cell um, and I went to sleep. I went you, to you sleep. You were probably exhausted at I that was, point. I was like, um, I'm going to go to sleep. And so I, I just kept trusting God. You know, when you say 18 years, I didn't know anything about it. I thought I was going to stay in there 18 years. 18, and, yeah. you know, after you start thinking, I'm like, my babies are little. When I get out of here, like, what's going to, my husband, and you know, all these thoughts are in your head. But I'm like, you know what? God can do anything. Amen. And nothing is too hard for him. And so that was my heart the whole time. There was some times where it got hard. But um, I knew my time was in his hands. Yeah. And I went in there with the attitude, if this time has to be taken away from, you know, my me and my kids, I'm going to make sure that I do not leave this place the same. And I'm going to focus and I'm going to read and I'm going to apply to every program and I'm going to take advantage of everything this place has to offer so that when I leave here, it's not in vain. That mm. I'm going to use everything that I can to walk out there a different person and um i had to do it yeah. that way that's so yeah. good some people don't go into it like that right. i didn't i didn't go into it like <laughs> that i wasn't I, my, my encounter with jesus didn't happen until after i went to prison oh. and maybe two three months you know until i got into a fight got locked up in seg mm. and then then those eight days is where god got a hold of me yeah and uh and i, I came to that determination like you did at that point you know, like, okay, God, you know, and I even prayed to, to God. I said, don't let me out of prison until mm -hmm. you know I'm ready to never come back. Wow. I was like, God, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. But no, you know, I think it was finally when I completely submitted it and, um, because it, it took time. Like, I wanted to do good so that I could get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but uh, God used me in crazy ways in that prison. What was the, what was the first unit you went to? Mountain View. 
Okay. Well, I mean, you go through Woodman, okay. your ID, and then Mountain View, which was, um, what is that called? Which one? Mountain View. Mountain um, View. The, the, I can't even think of what kind of prison that is. Maximum security. Max, max, yeah. yeah. Maximum death, security. Death Row's death there Row as well. Death Row is yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So They call it Life Row. No, yeah. So whenever I went there, you know, they didn't have a bed for me. So I got stuck in where they have segregation with all the crazy girls. Okay. <laughs> I called them crazy girls then. But you know what? God did that also in a way because, you know, me, when I'm when I'm told you, I don't, I don't know if you asked me this off record or on record about doing drugs or if I had any kind of addiction. Yeah. I didn't. So to me, I'm, you know, a good girl. Right. Supposedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like never getting in any other kind of trouble, no drugs, no fighting, no whatever. And so just even realizing my mindset and the pride in that of thinking mm. that somehow you're better because yeah. you don't do drugs or you don't drink or you don't have any addictions. Oh, God broke that really quick. You know, when I got into that place and uh, these girls just started opening up, telling me their story. Mm. And um, I would go to sleep crying, um, hearing their stories yeah. and um, understanding how the, we all have different types of hurts and brokenness that leads us to make different decisions. And, you know, there's some people out there that are going to toot their own horn and say, you know, I had the same kind of life and I didn't do this. And I, well, good for you. Right. Yeah. before you yeah but some of us can't handle yeah. certain things and certain feelings and we deal with them the best that we know how mm. even if it's drugs alcohol right. well, whatever right. it may be you know yeah. and so just hearing their stories and the things that they've been through like i can't even tell you what i would have done if i would have gone through half of the things that yeah they went wow. through so god Smash that real quick. Like, get off your little high horse and um, let's uh, just show people love, you know. And so he taught me so much. Yeah. Those four years were hard. And I had to give everything up to God from the beginning, um, understanding, you know, that I no longer could take care of my kids. Yeah. I can no longer take take care of my husband, that I had to trust other people and count on other people to put them to bed, to read them a bedtime story. To get them up, to get ready to, to school. Yeah, because what were their ages at that time? Oh, you, oh, you had all four at that time, right? And yeah, so they were all they what were under little. the age of what? Um, and my youngest was two. Okay, and your oldest was nine, I believe. Okay, so all under ten. Wow, I cannot imagine what that. I mean, I didn't have any. I haven't. I have a twenty-one-year-old kid, but I wasn't. I didn't see him until he turned eighteen. So. <laughs> When I was in prison, I, I didn't have any kids mm. that were at home that I was taking no. care of. So I, it, but I, but I would see the men that did, and I just can't. I couldn't imagine what they were going through. And same and thing. Even with you. more for a mama, yeah. I, I yeah, think yeah, it's just like you know the baths and the bedtime stories and the morning and the all oh, yeah. of their day revolved around me, and. Uh, it, it was just like, how am I going to do this? And I knew that I couldn't. And so I just, you know, made up my mind. I'm like, God, I'm entrusting them to you. Yeah. And I almost did it with like 
just this boldness, like, oh, no, I'm counting on you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, expecting I'm ex- you. <laughs> no, like, it really was that. It was like, I, you, yeah. you have to. I'm like, I'm, I'm counting on you to completely take care of them and protect them and be there for them. That's so good. And the same thing for my husband, you know, I couldn't worry about what he was going to do, if he was right. going to stay, if he was going to go, what he was going to do. I re- released him to God yeah. and everything else and just counted, you know, on God to keep whatever he was going to keep from me. And that's the only way that I was going to be able to do that time. So now you already kind of mentioned one thing about him knocking you off your high mm-hmm. horse and, and, and the pride and all that. But out of those four years, what what is like one of the most major lessons, one of the most eye-opening, heart-opening things that he took you through that made a change in your life? So many things. <clears throat> it was mostly about him, his character. The way that he uh, opened my eyes to so many things, not only to other people, to have compassion and love for other people, mm. but um, teaching me so much about me. And mostly all of it was about him. You know, I think when we, I don't know, I can speak for everyone. Right. But most of us, you know, when we're calling on Jesus is because we don't know what else to do. Yeah. And we're doing to gain something, whether it be peace, whether it be whatever it is, we're needing something. An answer right? or something, yeah. We need something from him. So we come to him with the, the selfishness heart of I need something from you to keep me sane. And just during that time, uh, all of that desire to be okay, um, I just fell in love with who he was. Mm. Um, his kindness. He revealed himself to me in such a beautiful way. Um, He took care of me. Uh, His favor on me was just so evident that other people could see it. (laughs) His just, you know, his goodness was just on my Mm. life. Mm. And um, it was just the sweetness that that I loved about him, that I could just feel him around me and see him. The joy in that place that I had um, can compare to anything even if I've had everything else out here, yeah. what it, when it was just him and I, there was nothing that could take. And the world was falling apart out here. Right, there right. Was sometimes where I would get bad news or something was happening, and that joy that he just filled me with, that strength, that peace, everything that he provided to me was just, I can't thank yeah. him enough for it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, I definitely get that. You know, there's times where I've, I've told people there's there's moments and scenarios in prison on church on Sunday morning, you know, one of the moments where a hundred of us men are singing how great is our God, mm-hmm. you know, in a gym that's echoing mm-hmm. off and, and there was just nothing out here that mm-hmm. has compared no. with that moment. No. I mean I mean I've been to men's breakfasts, I've been to men's, you know, uh, retreats, but there's nothing that just compares to that. <laughs> The atmosphere, the the passion, mm-hmm. the the unity, because mm-hmm. you know the 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 acts talks about they were all in one accord mm-hmm. in that upper room, and when they were, something amazing yes. happened. And man, when you get out here and you go to church, you could be at the best <laughs> church in the world, but there's it's 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 so far from the unity sometimes that you feel on a Sunday morning in church mm. in prison when everybody there right. is crying out to yes. God with it with with this reckless mm-hmm. abandon. And when you're doing all that, he shows up. Oh, he does. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I love our church. It's... I love our church, but I have yet to have 
prison church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd say there's nothing like it. Um, you just like in awe of his presence and, and his power. And it's I don't know. I don't know if just we're all wearing the same clothes, you know, so there's not that clothes fashion competition. Yeah. We're all wearing, you know, uh, I know in, in, we were at the Lane Murray unit. So uh, I don't know if they sell makeup now in commissary or they what, do. but they, they, <laughs> there seem to be some really good made up faces yeah. now. Yeah, uh, you know, back in the day, the guys, you know, the, 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 the guys that in, in the guys unit that want to wear makeup, they have to wear like <laughs> Skittles and stuff like that, you know, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that causes God to show up in a it's not a better or worse way. It's just a different way. I think it's just our need and our desire. Like when we show up to church, we're dying for a word. Yeah. It's like that's what's going to help me make it to the next. Like whatever you say today, God, is what's going to help me make it to the next time I hear from you. So you're just, you are an expectation. You are there to draw from him. And I think that's the reason why he shows up the way that he does. I heard a pastor one time uh, explain why it seems like in third world countries, there's more miracles, miracles? that take place. Yeah. Uh, and because, because they, and he, he kind of explained it in a way that is like, you know, a miracle to them is, is running water. Mm. You know, and so they believe that God can give them food and water for that day. So if God gives them food and water for that day, why can't he grow a limb or why can't he open blind eyes or why can't he raise somebody from the dead? You know, and and, 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 and they believe it. They believe just as much that he can raise somebody from the dead or open their eyes as, as he does when he provides them their food for the day. And so but over here. We don't think being provided food for us is a miracle. Mm-hmm. So we get so used to having everything that we that we forget about the miracles or that we don't even expect them anymore, you know? And uh, I don't know if that's true or not, you know? I, I have to say I'm a little crazy when it comes to that. I think I've... Uh, uh, Something happened, but when it came to miracles, like I, I was all for it. If, if Jesus said it, then it's true. Yeah. And that's really how I felt, and that's really how I walked, and that's like sometimes I had to be careful because I was a little, I don't know, <laughs> but I just think it, that is that it's that faith that I yeah. had that made God that God showed up in yeah, my life in absolutely. such a power that it made other people saw. And I have to tell you, when it came to my release and the way that God did it, nobody had a doubt that God did it. Yeah. Um, well, you only did four years on 18. Well, so yes. t- let's talk Let about that. You, yeah, that's talk about that. That's my favorite part. So, um, God has started talking to me months before about me going home that year. Wow. And scriptures, uh, dreams, anything you name it, He was saying it to me. So I was pretty confident. You know, I was like, God is saying this. Like, if He's saying it, it's for a reason. And and I kept asking that God, if it ain't you, <laughs> like, you know, my mind and my heart is set on this. And if it's not you, you you better like strain me out because I'm gonna be heartbroken <laughs> over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I would ask Him for different things, and He would show me, and right. He would keep telling. You know, everywhere I looked, He would be showing to me and I was like I'm gonna go home so you kept putting that fleece out and he kept saying yes 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 yes." everything he kept doing it and you know as I was telling all you know my best friends and people and some people were like okay (laughs) you know I'm like you don't don't know but um I was like there's no way 
there's no way that God keeps saying this to me. And, you know, it was only four years. Yeah, you know? and you're saying there's no way that God would tell me to this me and it would happen. He wasn't. And then they were all saying like, there's no way it's going to happen yeah, because we know the system. Right, we know how this works. But um, so I go to parole, and this last time, and I get a set off. Then this was what year? The very last, uh, 2012. So, so what? How how far into your service um, serving was this? It was so I did exactly four. I, I was. Released. But this wasn't your first parole hearing. No. Okay. No. Not your second. Your third. third. This is your third. Okay. Third. I think it was. Third. Yeah. Yeah. It was my you third. You did four years, yeah, so you would have had third. four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was my third, and, and, you, and you I come back off. and I get a set off. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, something's wrong. So then, all this was God was started talking to me probably in July before June, your July. third, before, mm-hmm. your, before third your third year. Okay. So uh, I I have it. I still have that same Bible. Actually, my daughter got it. It's all tore up. There's notes everywhere and stuff. But I started looking. It was probably around June when God started talking to me that I was going to go home that year, and that and I was like, okay. So you know, I'm like, I'm going home. I start yeah. sending all my stuff home. Oh no, you were get, I start getting rid of stuff. Getting because, every, get rid of everything. Uh, yeah, I'm getting rid of everything because God said, you know? Oh, man, so, you were getting um, rid of everything. Yeah, so then I uh, get my thing back, and it says set off. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, nope. Like, there is something um, wrong with this because yeah. if God said it. I was like, there's no way. And I remember getting it. I remember going into the bathroom and thinking, you did not lie to me. Mm. I was like, you, there's, you, you did not lie to me. Something mm. is wrong. You didn't say this to me. Um, and my friends are like, it's okay. You know, it's like, but it's, I was like, it's not yeah. okay. Because for them, they expected that. Yeah. But you, you expected yeah. something different because yeah. you were holding on to a and promise. And so my friend, you know, um, had got a good answer and she was going to save peace. Uh, um, I think it was six months out. And um, it was October. And now it's October when I got, got my answer. <laughs> And uh, she's going to be going home and, you know, she'll be home in six months, but come Christmas. And she's like, you know, I'll be home. I uh, should be home by, I don't remember what it was. She was like, oh, was it? no, it was a three month. I think whatever. Yeah. FI3. Yeah, FI3. And so I'll be home by then. Um, I'll give your kids whatever. And I'm like, I'll be home to give my kids whatever. Don't worry about it. Um, and I'm like set on this, you know, mm. and um, <laughs> this was. I remember writing my, and that's funny because I came across those letters yesterday. On October 11th, I remember asking my husband, you know, like, call and find out about a special review or something. Or ever, this was on October 11th when I wrote him. And then I saw my other uh, letter. I wrote him again on October 16th. On October 16th, um, 2012, um, just days after I'd got my set off, I was sitting on my bunk. And I just remember thinking, like, God, this is the perfect day for that exit lap. Just so you know, I sit on my bunk. They call my name for the lay-ins. This is at night. Uh, They call my name for the lay-in. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons. Helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit forgivenfelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, 
And please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm Jaden Gum, and this has been Background Check.